At one time or another, we all find ourselves walking along restless shores. Last week, Gamote Point was whipped into a frenzy when they discovered that beloved bartender Miguel Rios had been murdered and that just hours earlier, the local authorities had pronounced prison escaped Milton Roop dead. We begin today's episode at Regina and Elise's house. Two women who thought they'd just be barely impacted by Milton or Miguel's demise. Their baby Penelope has just been put to bed, and the two women had spent the night feasting on takeout Chinese and, oh, how shall I put it, uh, enjoying each other's company. Now, in bed, they take a moment to reflect. Why did it take me so long to find you? I don't know. I suppose it took me a while to find myself. This is truly the happiest I've ever been. Me too. Seriously? I'll get it. Probably some Mormons that got off track. At this hour? We can at least hear them out. Honestly, Regina, where's your compassion? I'm working on it. Hello? Captain Brody? Good evening, Elise. Sorry to wake you. No, we were up. Oh my god. I know what this is about. You do? I knew it. I knew she was just being super sensitive. Like you wouldn't want to hire her. Regina, get out here! I don't think you understand. May I come in? Sure. Can I get you some tea or coffee? Nothing's too good for my bae's new boss. There's some leftover steamed edamame? Ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you to sit down and stay seated. Ma'am? I'm here on official business. I have a search warrant. What? Let me see that. Right there, Judge Benbrook's John Hancock, he's still wet to the touch. I don't understand. Let's go, people. I want this place looking like a hurricane tore it open. Hey, careful, that's China. Regina, Regina! Miranda's not on the premises, Captain. Damn, we got a runner. A runner? What are you talking about? Regina hates exercise. Found it. She buried it in the formula. It's covered in Similac, but it's a 45, all right. Is that a gun? Where did that come from? Bingo. What is it? Burner phone. Found it hidden in the diapers. The diapers? That's impossible. Why would there be a phone in the diapers? Because she stashed it there. That's what criminals do, Elise. They hide their crap where they don't think people will look. She wouldn't use my baby, our baby, like that. I don't understand what's going on. Regina! Regina, where are you? Let go. Get off. Get your hands off me. Got her. She was halfway down the fire escape when we collared her. What? You were running? Why? I panicked. Cops at the door. Old habits. Well, you're about to learn some new habits. Hey, let her go. This was all a mistake. Regina Florence Miranda? Florence? Who are you? (laughs) I'm here to arrest you for the murder of Miguel Rios. What? No, that's no, this crazy. This is all That's wrong. impossible. Cuffer, guys. I didn't do anything. I'm innocent. Regina! Regina Miranda, you have the right to remain silent. If you give up that right, anything you say or do may be used against you. While Captain Brody takes Regina away, Uriah goes to his office, preparing for the emergency Roop Pharmaceuticals board meeting his grandmother has called. Okay, Uriah, you need to calm down. 
Yes, Milton's dead. Yes, Miguel's dead. Yes, it looks like Regina shot him. And yes, your grandmother is called an emergency board meeting for God knows why in the middle of the night. But you need to get a hold of yourself. Um, can I ask who you were talking to? Oh my God. I didn't know anyone else was in here. Wait, what are you doing in my office? Who are you? Uriah, are you blind or something? It's me, Missy. And by the way, this couch is stupid uncomfortable. Missy? Wait, let me turn on the lights. Missy? Oh my god, Missy, it is you. I'm sorry, last time I saw you, you were like seven and holding a teddy bear. Why is your hair blue? Because the purple washed out. What are you doing here? Why aren't you in school? We're on break, and I thought it'd be dope to come visit my big bro. Yo, is it like a bad time? You're like talking to yourself and stuff. Yes, of course it's a bad time. Come give me a hug. Missy, why didn't you call or come to the house? I don't know where you live. Oh. I just, like, googled Uriah Roop and the Uber dropped me here. Nice office, by the way. That brandy is dope. Missy, that brandy isn't for... Look, I have a board meeting in, like, five minutes. Yo, really? Shouldn't a guy like your age be, like, dead R.E.M. by now? Missy, you're just a kid, okay? You don't understand anything about how big business works. Sorry, it's just midnight. Seems like a weird time for a business powwow. Did you tell grandmother that you're here? Uh, no. I thought I'd hit you up first. Hit me up? My bad. I meant, ask if my dearest, most favorite brother in the world would, like, let me chill at his place for a hot minute. You know, during my school break. Well, I guess, but... We have to ask Mom. Oh yeah, I did already. She's totally cool with it. Well then, okay. I suppose. Look, there's some cash in the drawer. Go get yourself some candy from the vending machine, and I'll get you after the meeting. Candy? Cool. And don't touch anything in here. And no more brandy. You got it, bro. And don't call me bro. Whatever, bro. Meanwhile, back at Beverly's house, Milton is wide awake, still chained to his bed, and no more the wiser as to why his captor has imprisoned him, or how long she plans to keep him under lock and key. Milton! Milty! Are you sleeping? Of course I'm not sleeping. I've been blinded, kidnapped, tortured, and chained to a bed by a crazy woman. I think... Tortured is a little harsh. Look, please, lady. Beverly, I told you. Beverly, please. I don't know what I've done to you, but if I did something, I'm terribly sorry. I have a family out there. People who love me, people who will miss me. I have a wife, a wonderful grandson, and I have two twin babies. I can't imagine them growing up without a father. Surely you must have some compassion, some humanity. Please. Beverly, I don't know you. I don't know where you are. I obviously haven't seen your face, and I'm terrible with voices. If you let me go now, I promise I swear on everyone and everything I hold dear. I will never breathe a word of this to anyone. I don't know, Milty. Sounds risky. You can trust me. I'm an old man. Winter is coming for me, don't you see? I'm begging you, please. 
May I? May I have your hand? Okay. There, you see? That's not so hard. We're just two people who got caught up in circumstances beyond our control. I suppose. And your perfume. So mysterious, I detect a hint of Windex, a layer of Clorox, and a whiff of Lysol. You flatter me, sir. And your hand. So soft. Beverly. What a lovely name. Thank you. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Ooh, poetry, Milton. How I love the bard. And is that a wedding ring on your finger? What's happened? Beverly, are you all right? How dare you? What? How dare you invoke his name, his memory? Whose name? Whose memory? I just asked you about the- I knew I couldn't trust you, you slithery lizard with your slick, shiny sonnets and false promises. Hey, ouch! What are you doing? Tightening your bindings, Milty. Because I'm not the fool you think I am. I never said you were a fool. You sound like a perfectly normal, moderately intelligent woman to me. No, I am stupid. Because I didn't listen. Listen to who? Shut up, Milton Roop. I'm tired of hearing your stupid voice. My husband, all right? I didn't listen to my husband. He told me not to trust you people. He told me you were going to shoot him up with viruses and then toss him out like trash. It's all my fault, don't you see? Because I didn't listen. I just insisted, go for it, baby. That's what I told him. Go for it. Maybe something good will come of it. I'm sorry, Beverly. Truly, I am. But I don't know what I had to do with any of this. I don't even know your husband. Oh, I'm sure you don't. Sitting all up in the ivory tower while your people go about using my beloved like some kind of human pincushion. Well, guess what, Milton? I've got some needles of my own. What? Maybe I'll enroll you in a trial. Don't worry. There won't be any lawyers, no judge. It won't be that kind of trial. But there will be needles. And blood. No, I don't like needles. I can't stand the sight of blood. Well, in your condition, that won't be a worry, will it? Mom, you okay in there? Why is this door locked? Silly me! I've been meaning to fix that door handle. I thought I heard a man's voice. Shane, I'm just fine. I couldn't sleep, so I thought I'd do some laundry and catch up on my shows. I'll lower the TV. Okay. Look, I've got a pile of towels that need folding, and since you're already up, maybe you can help? I'm sort of in the middle of a Call of Duty thing. Oh, okay, honey. Don't stay up too late playing your games. Don't want you to miss the bus tomorrow. Yeah, whatever, Mom. Gotta love teenagers, huh? Meanwhile, back at Roop Pharmaceuticals, the board has gathered for an emergency session called by Lorna. The nerve of this woman! Dragging us out of bed at this hour. 
Who does she think she is? And what's with that gypsy sitting next to her? This is supposed to be a closed session of senior officers. I'll tell you one thing, in all my years on the board, I can't remember Milton ever pulling anything like this. Well, Milton isn't in charge anymore, Frank. And in case anyone in this room hasn't heard, he's dead. Excuse me, yes, sorry, here. Wow, packed house. I'll just sit here. Uriah, wonderful. How nice of you to join. Sorry I was late. I was deterred. As I was saying, Milton is gone and I, as majority shareholder, have decided to fill his role with someone infinitely more talented, capable, and charming. Aw, shucks, Grandmother. You're embarrassing me. Myself. What? Grandmother? No offense. What do you know about running a pharmaceutical company? I know as much as anyone in this room, for starters. And I also know, no offense, darling Uriah, that putting a kid who just graduated from some no-name, no-consequence college at the helm of a company as magnificent as Roof Pharmaceuticals, well, that was certainly an act of a senile, desperate old man. Grandmother! Uriah, darling, I love you dearly, but this is business. I'm out? Just like that? Don't worry. There's a card in the mailroom with your name all over it. And on that note, I'd like to introduce Roop Pharmaceuticals' new chief financial officer, the visionary and world-famous numerologist, Cassandra Davies. Namastar. Namastar. It's such an honor to be here. I'm such a fan of this board. Thank you for having me. Now then, given the hour, we'll take a quick vote and go over the details in the morning. All in favor of voting me as Chief Executive Officer and Cassandra Davies as Chief Financial Officer? I said all in favor? What's going on? Where's everyone going? I think everyone is fleeing for their lives. But we haven't voted yet. Will Lorna manage to make herself CEO of Roop Pharmaceuticals? Will Milton escape? And what's the real reason Missy has arrived in Gamote Point? Find out the answers to these questions and much more when we return next week on Restless Shores. If you enjoyed today's program, please take a moment to leave a review. This episode of Restless Shores was written by Marla Sukor, Jean Phillips, and Sally Kent. It was directed by Tom Hinton and produced by Marsha Hinton and New Meadows Media. Regina Miranda was played by Julie Poulin. Elise Geltz was played by Becky Chase. Agnes Brody was played by Katrina Loof. The police officers were played by Tom Hinton. Uriah Roop was played by Nathan Austin. Missy Ravenswood was played by Paige Scala. Beverly was played by Kathy Counts. Milton Roop was played by Zach Hogkamp. Board Member One was played by Jean Phillips. Lorna Rios was played by Sally Kent. Cassandra Davies was played by Julie Scala. I'm Chris Newcomb. We'd love to hear your feedback on the show. You can email us, or, if you're feeling particularly generous, please leave us a rating at whatever app you're streaming. See you next time on Restless Shores.